Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, here with my other co-host, Matt. Today, we have a guest host, Alec. Hello, everybody. You may remember him from a couple episodes that we have done prior, and we are happy to have him back. Okay, so we like to start every episode with a adult beverage of choice. Today, I am drinking some more Suntory Whiskey Toki, and I will be chasing that back with a Wisconsin's New Glarus Spotted Cow. What about you, Alec? What are you drinking? I am drinking a Pendleton 12-Year Rye Whiskey and chasing that down with a Drink Wisconsinably Wisconsin Lager. Definitely. That's a Lion and Kugel. Oh, this is Lion and Kugel? Yep. Is, oh, well, it, this is Drink Wisconsin up here, which I will <laughs> be drinking Wisconsinably with this Wisconsin Lager. What about you, Matt? What you got? Definitely a good one. I am drinking the uh, Pendleton 12-year as well. And then I am going to be drinking my tall boy Summer Shanty for all of our short flight listeners. Know exactly what I'm talking about there. Yep, we're approaching, like, we're at the end of Lining Kugel's Summer Shanty deal. So the fact that he's still got it right now is really nice because it's out of season. Yes, I'm enjoying it while I can. So for all of our listeners, I'm going to give a quick synopsis. So for this episode, we are going to be covering Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. In the movie, we follow along with our main character, who is Yuta. He has a curse upon him, and so he gets enrolled into the Jujutsu High School in order to be able to contain his curse and become a sorcerer. Really about it for as far as the synopsis is concerned, because everything else is just going to kind of talk about the movie. So that's really all I want to talk about for this synopsis. Right. Everything's just come on naturally after that. Yep. Lance, can you give us that Lance's lesson? Today's Lance's lessons is going to be the Japanese word for curse. And that is Noroi, spelt N-O-R-O-I. Noroi is very fitting for today's episode because we have the power of curses that follow everybody and which is kind of their power in general, like physical, defensive, yep. killing, whatever. Curses are everywhere. Yep. Curse energy is their uh, main energy that they talk about. So mm-hmm. It's all about like how you manipulate it as well, like whether you're going to be using the curses against each other or being cursed yourself. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one because, as I mentioned earlier, Yuta, our main character, is cursed. So exactly, that's going to be a huge part. Do you remember what your Jujutsu Season 1 Lance's Lessons was? Mm. Was it curse? No, no, definitely not, because I would have remembered Noroi a little bit better. Okay. I think it was more along the lines of Kaisen or... You know what? I'm just going to shut up. I don't even remember. Okay, cool. I, that was that was a while ago. Should you do a second word of the day just in case it happens no. to be No, because he'll, he'll just record something and then call it a day. Yeah, no. We're, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive that I'm, okay. I'm set on this one. So See, that was completely new to you. Yeah, I don't have any... <laughs> memory of how to say curse gotcha no no rory um but let's just jump straight into some character talk um i have so many characters that i love in this episode episode in this movie (laughs) that i could just talk about so if you guys don't mind i kind of want to go last because okay i like a lot of people 
Um, Alec as the guest. Let's, okay. Let's let you go first. Uh, who's your favorite character in this entire movie? So I got to say my first character that I was really drawn to, I mean, call me a simp, but I love the white-haired uh, protagonist, uh, Toge Inumaki. <laughs> okay. I think he is one of my favorite characters. And I mean, I always thought he was really kind of mysterious from, you know, the seasons of Jujutsu Kaisen, but this movie like really got to show you just how badass his power really is and also how detrimental it is to him to use it so he has to really choose the time and place and i just thought he really just shown here in this movie 100 percent agree couldn't agree more yeah i thought it was i really enjoyed the movie basically gave everybody their own spotlight it was really awesome because in the season you don't you don't really know too much about him like you get a little bit of maki you get a little bit of panda and you get a little bit of toge i don't even remember much out of toge to begin i mean you get more out of panda than you get okay so you get panda and you get to or jesus you get panda and you get maki yep and like we know the power of toge but like so he talks a little bit in the fight with the flower demon i think he gets like one word or something like that something something's gonna happen so it, and me it, and, it's the stupid part was like me and alec were just talking like we just re-listened to the entire series all right mm-hmm. he was he came a couple episodes short but i listened i just got done listening to the entire thing again and right now i can't even remember i think it's literally one one word is all he says and then they do a little mm-hmm. bit of introduction to him when they're talking about the second year students yep but I think he says one word as yeah. far as a power is concerned. But he's fighting that uh, cursed demon. So that special grade cursed demon at that. So his power is just not going to be comparable when in the movie when he's fighting the lower grades. I think he's an upper or a lower one grade is what they what the yes um, hard demon in the in the in the, the very mall. Big, oh, in the mall. Okay, the hard one, not those little fishy things. Those were like yeah. nothings. But yeah. that guy who was making those jujutsu fingers and then like those beams of light were coming up. Yep. Yeah, that was like a that was a one class. Yeah. Class one guy. So, but did you notice how effective his voice power was during that scene? How when he was facing the easy ones, I mean, they all exploded. It was every def- single one. Every of them. single one of them without, yep. and it it definitely hurt him, but nowhere near as much. Whereas when he went against that uh, class one curse, he uses a power and it all it gets is his arm doesn't it really hit his body at all just showing how outclassed he was by that by that curse maybe not so much outclassed but like maybe a little bit more defensive abilities that that curse Mm -hmm. had because like yeah he could have twisted his entire body i mean like his final attack get crushed yeah um that entire body got crushed but like in the in the very beginning where he said twist and his arm twisted and not his entire body get twisted like that was just (laughs) badass like could that have been on Toge where he wasn't aiming it properly or could it have been on that demon where he was just either by chance at the right place at the right time or was he at like max health, max resistance and then like he was able to deflect a little bit of it. Like not ever it wasn't like in your face explained or anything like that. It was just I if I had to guess, I think it was a little bit of the latter and what you said, mm-hmm. but also I think Toge slightly um undervalued how strong this demon was mm, good point. or this cursed spirit was okay i like that yeah because he looked pretty afraid when it first came in it snuck up behind him he was like whoa i did not expect that thing there mm-hmm. but, but just his reaction because he, he didn't i know he said one of his um what is sushi flavors or something like that Manito flakes but yeah he so he had 
it obviously surprised him that he didn't destroy him. So I'm wondering if it was just a little bit of surprise on how actually how strong he was. And he had also just said a curse. So maybe the second curse he says within a certain time span is weaker than the first one. So that also, you don't really know anything about it. That's what I kind of like. There's a lot of unknowns. Yes, I, I do enjoy. I think he has the, of the four second year students, I think he has the coolest abilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 100% mm-hmm. Toge is definitely my favorite character of the entire movie. Um, I really did appreciate that they dove deep into him a little bit more, unlike the season one did. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can just throw in, like, I would really love to see the extent and the limitations of his powers in once season two eventually comes out, or even season three, if that's too late. But, you know, I would like to see the true limitations of his powers. Like, is he told an entire group of fishy things to explode? Like Which that means was he like, has area of effect control, not just targeted single target. Right? Like, but at the same time, like, when I'm talking about limitations, like, how instantaneous is this death? How wide is this death? What are the amount... What is the limitations of what they can do because like his curse clearly can be anything it doesn't have to be death related like you can just go make me a sandwich and then that person's curse to go make a sandwich curse to make a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) what a turn of a phrase yes so it would just be nice to see some parameters on what what's capable of all this Mm -hmm. matt uh you got a favorite character we talked about toge pretty well right there yes um I would still love to say it's uh, Gojo, but I can't because we just didn't see him enough. Yep, I, I, I totally feel you on that one. Uh, just because Gojo is 100% my favorite character from the season as well. Honestly, the latter half of the movie just kind of made me really enjoy Yuta. Yep, the last half where he starts to really start to show improvements. Get yep. confidence. Yep, got a little bit of confidence in himself. Um, you saw him training and... Not backing down from training. He was like, I need to get better. I need to get better. And he just continuously tries to get better. Um, can he's it's really nice because he's got that soft side, but he's also uh, got his beliefs as well. You know, he wants to protect his friends, even when uh, Rika was going to injure Maki because she was jealous of Maki. Uh, he yelled at her like that. No, he wouldn't have done that. Treat her as if she's a butterfly or a, or a flower. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's you can see how much his uh, friends mean to him. Mm-hmm. I think it also has in part to do with the fact that he never had friends, but still. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he finally found like meaning in life, someone yep. to protect. Yeah, I would 100% go along with that. So it was, it was really cool. And then his, it was really cool to see him kind of get infused pseudo with Rika at the end. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool uh, knowing what we know from the season that he is, even though he's a second year student, he's off basically fighting curses by himself. And Toge, I think, is the, the highest ranked second year student um, to begin with, right? Yes. Like he's higher so. ranked than Panda and he's higher ranked than Maki. So yeah, that yep. But isn't there another one? I'm not sure. What, what another person? Like an, yeah, another student. Uh, um, not of the second year students. So Gojo makes a, a reference that this is in that time frame, the first year class. Yes. So it's just those four individuals. Okay. 
That's what I thought. I didn't think there was another one, but I was like, wait a minute. Are we missing someone? No. Um, I mean, if, if you're thinking about anybody else, it would be Toto and his crew. Yeah. Um, all of those guys are a year up on all of them. Uh, not the oh, entire no, no. crew. Not but... the entire, now I'm having a brain fart right here. Is Toto and his crew... Third year, or going back to like season one standards, are they considered third years or are they considered a whole different school? So it's, to- they are a s- separate school. Okay. But Toto is a third year. The chick who flies on the broom, uh, Momo, mm-hmm. is a third year student. And Mbekamaru is Noritoshi, the blood art guy, is the other uh, third year student. And then um, we have Maki's sister. Maki's sister who is, shoots the guns. Uh, Mai. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the short range uh, blade user. Ka- Kasumi. Kasumi Miwa. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm seeing a third person, but I don't. No, Mekamaru. Mekamaru, the machine. Oh, guy. yeah, yeah, Mekamaru. Okay, the one, yep. The guy who's uh, like, I don't even know what he uses the He's... remote curses kind of thing. There yep. you go. That's probably a good way to say it. So those. Those three are second years, and then the the first three are the third years. Interesting. All right, so they're a mix of the bunch. Yep. Which is super awesome to see at the end of the movie. I'm super happy to see that they brought everybody of that group into the final like war of this movie, mm-hmm. just to sprinkle them in there because I love that bunch. Yep. Most especially Toto. Especially Toto. Speaking of Toto, do you like the reference? Oh, definitely. I, <laughs> of course, I wrote down his little uh, quote, too, that he needed. Oh, where was it? A great podcast, podcasting material right here. Yeah, good thing for editing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wrote oh, down the okay. exact quote? Yeah. Heard oh, I didn't write down the exact quote. Okay. Apparently, I didn't write down the exact quote, but I wrote down Toto plus team, and he wrote. He said that he needed to make sure that he saw Takata showing up on TV at 8 o'clock, so he needed to make sure that this fucking war was done and over with so that he can watch his woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not actually the quote I was referencing, but that was a funny quote. Oh, you saw some... Okay. So the um, when Panda asked mm, okay, I know uh, Yoda or Yoda, <laughs> y- oh, asked Yuta, Yoda. when Panda asked Yuta if he was a um, like what kind of boobs he likes, mm-hmm. he instantly thought of Toto. Oh, you're going roll that far back. In the, oh yeah, in the, in the beginning. beginning. Well, yeah, the you've got a chance, <laughs> chance, 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 and then goes a. A close up on Panda's fat face, and yet there's still like jaw marking lines. It's so weird. Like he's just a little fatty. And then Maki's like, "What? What are you talking about right now?" Just super oblivious to it. Oh, it all went over her head. She had no attraction to Utah. Oh no, I think there's something. He's got that beta energy. Eventually, (laughs) I think eventually something's starting to spawn. No, like, it's it's gonna be uh, Rika and Yuta all the way. They're they're just gonna. Do you think though? Yes. Because yeah. at the end of the movie, she. I thought she's she like vanished now. Yeah, she's she's no longer part of the curse, which is a huge thing I want to talk about. Is why is Yuta gonna be so power? Not only that, how is Yuta gonna maintain his power level without the help of Rika? Of the special grade curse, right? So I think he's still got her, but he has her under control now. I like, think he he because bro- you hear Gojo, you broke the curse, right? But that means does does he now have control over her? I don't know. She took the human form and she like went away. She butterflied away, and um, she and she made that comment like, "Hey, 
I'll be waiting for you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think because he is a part of the major three clans, uh-huh. he is basically going to be able to pull in that special grade curse power and unleash it. I think that's what he's going to be. Okay. Because well, he's related to Gojo, so he's super powerful. Yeah, they're well, Gojo, they do. Uh, oh, I'm totally missed that. I don't yeah, remember that. At the very I don't, end. I don't yeah, they, that. he's like, We're distant cousins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. How did I miss that? Yeah, that's how he, they mentioned how he, he was able to create a curse that powerful is because he's from the same family line. Okay, I, okay, uh, I guess that explains another question but, I had. So, was, so, how does a fucking little girl who gets run over turn into the most powerful curse that like the, you, the it's current Utah. nation has ever seen? It's Utah. And it's, it's all because of Utah and his bloodline? Yes. Well, not only that, Gojo says another quote during there um, when they're talking about, like, is it him that's cursed or is did he curse uh, Rika? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, love is this uh, the sickest, uh, the sickest curse of all, or some, something along those lines. Like, right. Uh, I think it was um, scariest curse of all, or I don't remember exactly what it, it was. Ba- so basically, love is a. The, it also has a negative side to it. The point is, it's extreme. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think it has everything to do with Utah's family line, but uh, Gato makes a point and basically is Gojo. Gojo because of his family, or is it he himself because he is himself? Oh, okay. So now this makes a little bit more sense because, like, during that flashback, it's like, are you Satoru Gojo because you're the most powerful, or are you the most powerful because you're Satoru Gojo? Yes. Now, mm-hmm. I guess if we're going to break that down, we're going to be talking about bloodlines at this point. Yep. Okay. So that makes a little bit more sense because I was thinking, like, what if he just, like, practiced enough and, like, so- he just mastered. The, all the jujutsu shit. They, they uh, Miguel, yeah, Miguel. makes a point how his infinity eyes essentially gives him infinity um, cursed energy. He yeah. did mention that it, it's a power of his eyes. Yeah, I'm yes. like, what is his visual prowess like from like Naruto or like what's going on here? Um, all I will say is it gets explained. It does. Okay. It, okay. It, it we will wait get for explained. that. Um, just so I am. During my vacation, that's what I was reading. Like all of, I read like 30 chapters of Jujutsu. So I'm completely caught up on Jujutsu as well. Nice. Oh, nice. And can't wait for season two. But they're, they're going to explain it. That's okay. All I'm going to say as far as Gojo's power is concerned. And this is canon, right? Yes. Just to confirm, I, I was, uh, the thought occurred to me when I was watching this. Ooh. I was like, wait a minute, is this canon or not? I didn't even know. Yes. That's, oh, that's a good concept. Cause like, I, I are, are actually. They... Have the manga upstairs. Oh, you physically have it? Yeah, I physically have oh, the manga shit. upstairs. Oh, that's really cool. It it is canon. Um, at, that was so the manga was released in April of seventeen, and then it was umbrellaed under Jujutsu Kaisen in twenty eighteen when the series was launched. Basically, um, they got a handful of chapters into or books into the the manga and then they re-released zero into the series okay that's pretty cool because i remember when i was watching this i'd be like and that specific spot would be a good point for an episode break and that (laughs) spot would be a good episode break um did you say your favorite character i did not i was gonna i was gonna loop around to i was getting ready for it i mean we were still kind of talking about matt's and yeah we're we're talking about gojo which i'd love all right well you know it was um 
We're well, hopping yeah, around. Utah and Gojo, because those are definitely my two favorites. Okay. Uh, Lance, can you give us your your favorite? Okay, so I'm, I'm glad all of you said your favorites, because uh, I love... I love Suguro Gato. Okay. I love uh, Ooh, Maki. Villain. Mm-hmm. And I also love... Panda. No. <laughs> Panda. I, I don't know. I don't even know who you're looking for. Are you looking for um, Nanami? I'm going to go with no. Um, Rika. Rika. Oh, Rika, the cursed spirit. Yeah. God. Like as okay, we, we were literally talking about her. Yeah. <laughs> Rika. Okay, so I don't know who to decide between because... Gato, Rika, and Maki all get a nice droplet of information about all of them. True. And if I was to compare things between season one and the movie, ooh, I can't even go that far because shit was explained about Gato in season one. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate how they dove a little bit deeper into Maki in this movie. Like, they just gave, they, I don't know, they made her a little bit more personalized. They made her feel a little bit more of a human Yep. Like, hey, I actually kind of feel for you in this movie. I didn't give two shits about her in season one. <laughs> but this well, this movie, I actually started giving a shit about her. Um, She was more of a badass in season one than she is here. Yeah. Yes. So that that's kind of part of the reason why she has her insecurities here more than she does. At least she projects them more in the movie than she yeah. does in okay, season Yeah, okay, maybe one. I was going to say, like, maybe she, I mean, she doesn't, like, open up to the other characters that we have. But, like, as a viewer, she opens up to us and she lets us know. Yep. And, like, there was that scene where she met up with Utah and, like, just before the war was officially going to happen. Yep. She met up with mm-hmm. Utah in the school and then or in that classroom and then she left and was like you almost let yourself be vulnerable yep no one's going to accept you as a friend uh this is why you can't let your guard down and you know you're the one that have to has to prove that you're the one that has to make you're the one that sets uh your own fate yep. kind of thing yep so i uh, liked her pain i guess <laughs> in a weird way like i liked her trying to prove to herself that she was strong no that she's got a great backstory and she's got um a great foundation so she she is really good and it's really cool to see an individual who k- kills cursed spirits without cursed energy exactly yeah so she's the super underdog she can't like she may mention what is the absolute number one thing that makes you like a jujitsu person or like uh so uh, what was the one requirement every jujitsu sorcerer has yeah something along those they lines see them just the ability to straight up see them and she can't even do that yeah and she needs cursed equipment in order to do literally anything and everything that she is capable of she's completely mastered just how to take advantage of use don't make her weakness her strength don't no here's the deal i've I've already given up on the phrase (laughs) (laughs) um okay well besides anything else um maki's amazing but i also kind of want to touch base on rika one because like she's kind of like the main she's a secondary main character yeah that's a good way to put it secondary main character but she's super important to this story like very specifically yep and rika not as the human form but as the curse form like she's just a fucking badass like in the (laughs) very first scene that you get to like see her true colors when uh maki and yuta go to that school yep and that fat ass slug thing sluggy curse thing comes out of nowhere yep and then yuta's like okay i need your power and he puts the ring on and then here comes rika 
blasting out, and then she just fucking tears this guy apart. And then she's ripping him apart, and she's looking at her bloody, gory hands. And she's like, I'm so beautiful. I love it. And then she just tears it apart, and then blood is splattering on that force field on the outside. Yeah. And then we have Gojo, like, like, oh, it's getting dirty in there. It's getting dirty. Did you notice that that curse asked who she was? Because he, he knew that she was powerful, but and he was clearly familiar with powerful demons because he could he could talk. Mm-hmm. So that means he was one of the intelligent, you know, special grade demons or uh, curses. Oh, I suppose is that what makes him special grade demon or Isn't special grade curses? Uh, is the ability, like intelligence? Intelligence, yes, but I wouldn't say it would. Are you talking about the slug thing? Yeah. I would not call that a special grade because I think it also needs to have human characteristics. So that like even the plant special grade looks like a human for the most part. Humanoid. Yeah, human, yeah humanoid. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas because, this one, I mean, it kind of had the face of a human, sure, but like it, it talked. And isn't that like the designated the different versions of? Because remember, Gojo, he's like these curses are different. They're able to mimic human speech. They're able to talk like us. But couldn't the in the like the first episode or the first cursed energy that they found? Couldn't that talk too? That was trying to eat Sukuna's finger. Couldn't Ooh, that one talk? I do think that one talked. It said, so, like, "Let me eat you" or something. So it, um, ba- I wouldn't basic speech. I wouldn't say is humanistic. I would say conversations are humanistic. Okay, I can agree with that then. Yeah, instinctual speech. Yes, is okay for curses, but like as soon as we start talking about intelligence, yep, that's mm-hmm. what differentiates a special from a first class. Yes, gotcha. I can I can go with that one. Yep. Um, there's and- a lot of Maki's um vulnerability to it when when they get swallowed. And she's like, not everyone has resistance to the curses like you do, and just collapses. Yep. Oh, okay. I want to. I'm glad you brought this up right now because I did have a little bit of a bone to pick with that scene. I loved how they brought the vulnerability to her, where she's like, she can't handle being inside all that cursed space. Okay. And then, like two seconds later, she gets a jolt of energy, grabs Yuta by his, you know, his clothes. Like, what makes you want to be a sorcerer? Like, if you literally just collapsed. Where is this boost of energy coming from? Like, this anime lo- is just anime logic. But, like, you're it's like, like her last, like, I mean, she knew she was about to pass out, so she had to, like, find no, she, some she, way to wrap She literally, up. I remember this very specifically because I watched yeah, it she, twice. She, she passed she out. straight up fell to the ground. And then mm-hmm. Yuta started having, like, a panic attack. Yep. Yeah. And then in the background, you get Maki saying, what makes you want to become a... Are we? Are you a hundred percent sure he's not just thinking like of a conversation? I could have sworn that's what it was. No, she grabbed no, him. She does. She does grab. Clothes. Okay, like, she like physically got up and grabbed him. Okay, and then, then that's when Utah tore the ring off of his necklace and put the ring on his finger and called upon uh, Rika. Mm-hmm. So shit happened. All she had to do was kind of move her arms forward because you know he was standing right there consoling her. From being swallowed mm-hmm. up by cursed energy, I don't, I don't know. We'll go with that. Just a little bit of anime logic. I mean, yeah. the, look, the kid had a cursed eye yeah. and was still able to do stuff. So maybe sheer willpower can make you do something, right? For the along most those part. lines, we're just gonna go with that. Um, <laughs> I knew I threw Gato into the mix too, and I want to throw this out there to our listeners: just the pronunciation of Suguru Gato. 
I've listened to a couple other people talk, and some people called it ghetto, like the ghetto, like they lived in the ghetto. But it's gato, and maybe a good way to remember this is like Suguru's uh, big toe is sexually attracted to other toes, so like he's got a gay toe. <laughs> That's no. the greatest way to remember it. That's a terrible way to remember it. That's <laughs> dumb. So Suguru gato. <laughs> uh, I also I also have been hearing it and reading it as Suguru gato as well. So I don't. Yeah, sorry. I just <laughs> wanted the, the English. Like we watch this in English, obviously. Um, but it, it's it, the way it they, looks like gato. But it's pronounced Gato. Mm-hmm. And that was my problem is because when I first watched this subbed, obviously you see G-E-T-O. So you're like, oh, it's get get Gato. Because I didn't think it was Ghetto. Mm. So, yeah, it was, that was probably what people's assumptions were. And then just didn't pay close enough attention. It could right. be like Vegito. Could I mean, be Gito. Yeah. We would have never known. In a, I mean, if you have the <laughs> Japanese tongue, the way you would pronounce the ge is ge it wouldn't be g it wouldn't be j it wouldn't be ge it'd be you know ge oh, I, I suppose i just said that twice kind of <laughs> it would be ge, ge. did ge. it explain how he got the the line across of his forehead in jujutsu kais in the movie no because i noticed the whole movie it wasn't there but it's there the entire jujutsu kaisen series so i was like i was kind of hoping for that to get explained to this and i i remember watching the the beat down twice at the very end and i was like no nah, he still doesn't have that the line across his forehead and I, so i want to pay attention uh one thing i will say is there is a time lapse between the movie and the beginning of the season so there's, there's a, year. a year yeah so we also don't really know how he survived right yeah he had no arm that was gonna be another question <laughs> his so, arm got blown off so maybe in an attempt to survive he had to like sacrifice part of himself and that's what the mm. scar across his face is from okay i can mm. posit that he does make mention of was it yeah he makes mention of how difficult it is to use reverse curse spirit techniques to heal individuals mm-hmm. so it could be um could play on that as well because he had to heal somehow yeah Okay, since we're on that topic, I wrote down a question back when Yuta and Gato were fighting. Okay. And then Yuta goes up to his friends and puts up like a little force field to yep. heal them. Like, that just comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It, well, there is a time lapse within the movie where like three months has passed. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm maybe totally, he I'm learned totally cool basic curse energy. Super, methods. super healing reverse curse techniques. Yeah, but the. It would be cool if they like mentioned That's, somewhere along the lines that like he was learning alternative abilities, but like he, was, I, I did notice that it came out of nowhere. He, so I will, I will tell you, he spent his three months training how to use a sword, essentially. Yeah, exactly. That that is what he learned how to do. He was so learning three how, months. Yeah, because he wanted healing. to. No. he wanted to move the power of the curse in the yeah. ring into the sword so that he knew how to. So he could use her power. In a controlled manner. Bit yeah, bit. stabilize yeah. the curse in an object. And it was also to destroy the knots, as Gojo had mentioned, to break the curse. Yeah. Unravel yeah. the knots. Yeah, yeah. 
That it was something that only Yuta could do himself because he's the one who created the curse. Yes. I mean, we find that out at the end, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what they were trying to like. Hint well, that, that is what he said is yeah. be, because he is cursed. He's the only one that can unravel the knots. And then because he was the one that created the curse, he was able to break the curse without undoing all the knots. And because Rika didn't want any sort of payment, she was set free. Right. Very long winded way to say what happened at the end. <laughs> and, and, and so it was it was really good. I will say it could have been instinctual. It could have been him tapping into kind of Rika's power and she kind of used him as a puppet to help save his friends. Could be something along those lines. They don't go into it. They don't go into it, but I also want to throw in there like maybe it was a way of him like forgiving himself. Like by healing his friends. Oh no no, I meant like oh I thought you were talking about like getting rid of the curse. Oh no 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 no. No, I think the Oh, we're still talking about the. I, just, I'm just, talking about the healing, healing of friends. Healing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I thought I thought it you was were a skill to... that he never showed that he knew. Right. Okay. Yes. I thought you were trying to loop in how he got we, rid of Rika. We can talk about that after, though. Okay. So it sounds like you know a little bit more. No, no, oh. I don't. I just oh. <laughs> just good conversation. Okay. So I, if I had to guess, it would just be something along those lines where it just kind of he did it without thinking about it. Yep. It's the only thing I can think of because as we find out that he is actually of jujutsu sorcerer lineage so you know just maybe because they said he was like the um, tied to one of the strongest jujutsu sorcerers i think is what he said Mm -hmm. i thought that's what he said or just that well he's in gojo's family and gojo's the most powerful uh jujutsu sorcerer so at least the one that we know of yes uh so I mean, he says that he could take on, uh, what's his name, Sukuna at full strength. He's like, yeah, it would be an effort, but I would win. And he's, like, pretty confident on that. It's also Gojo, so it might be just him being confident in himself. Right. It's, I mean, just imagine Deadpool being confident or literally anything. It's, that's, <laughs> that's true. I, I cannot separate the two. Gojo is Deadpool. I, yeah. I, I, I Very just, similar. I will never, ever separate the two. So, I... Yeah, it's, it's, that's a great uh, reference. Uh, not what I would think of, but that's okay. So I think it's more a little well, bit of Gojo versus... Speaking of reference, <laughs> I mean, just to draw that in a little bit more, like we get in the very beginning where uh, Gojo is trying to introduce uh, a Utah to the class, and he's like, round of applause for Utah. Oh, no one wants to clap hands? All right. And then... <laughs> That was a Deadpool moment, and <laughs> another Deadpool moment that I really liked a lot during the war when he was about to send Panda and uh, Toge back to the school. Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, Gato isn't here. He's at the school. I'm absolutely positive about it. Probably." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what. The, that's basically what they argued, and it's like that's a, that's a Deadpool line right there. So, well, that and fucking love it. The whole. Uh, when he does the fourth wall dimension thing where he's just kind of jumping and you just see him in the background jumping and it's just an outline, basically an outline of him, a really rough draw. I think of Deadpool in that too. Mm-hmm. So other Deadpool references. We we're going to talk about Rico, but I don't remember why. Oh, um, her just kind of becoming free. I think that's what we were, we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah, that's what you were kind of leaning into. Well, I guess I can, ask, I can ask this. What do you think was the defining moment to be able to set her free? Um, what do you think caused it? I've got, I'm a little bit torn between one of two things. Okay. One, him saying that he loved her out loud. Okay. Or two, saying that 
he like will relinquish everything and live with her, give his body for her and all that stuff. Like like selfishly, no, non-selfishly giving up himself. Selflessly. There, that, that's the word I was trying to go for there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then trying to just, you know, save the day in that sense. Okay. Um, so I would juggle between the two for me. Okay. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Alec? So I noticed it. So in the beginning, he created her because... He couldn't comprehend her death. He couldn't bring it to reality. So he created her as a curse. And then the strength of his power and his love for her and his acceptance of the engagement ring, you, you can argue, oh, yeah, they're kids. They don't quite understand. But, you know, that was his best friend, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that much was clear. Or only friend. It, or only, which would make her the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I'm trying to just... It's more powerful because, you know, that's the only person he mm-hmm. has. Yeah, scope in on it a little bit more. Yeah. And then, so, the first time he calls her forth, and it, like, made a break in the movie, like, the first time of their convergence. And he says, you know, come out, Rika. I want to be with you. Somewhere along, the, somewhere along that line. Yep. And then the second time, and it made, like, a, a break in the, the movie as well, where it's, like, the second the second time he uh, he brings her to manifestation or whatever. And he's like, I will spend the rest of my life with you. I will, he's, like, fully committing to her, which I think they co- call it in the seasons, like, a, a covenant between the two or something. Basically. Uh, what each Dory shares with Sak- uh, Sak- Sakuna, or Sukuna. The, uh, there's is, a bond. It's not a bond, but a... Um, so... God, I cannot bring up the word Itadori now. is a... Um, a a vessel for Sukuna. Which is a curse. Yes. Similar to Rika. But slightly... I know what you're getting at, but it, that Wouldn't, is are you, different. Are you, are you trying to talk about where Itadori and Sukuna have... Is it a covenant? I mean, covenant is probably a good word to say. Um, I'm not... Too, this sounds like a, a very... Pact. A pact. Yeah. Okay, there I was, that, I was they use say, a word sounds, for it. I'm not too familiar with a lot of the religious words, but a pact is a very broad... I think they so say it's something else, but yes, it's... Yeah, um, because Itadori and Sukuna, like, Sukuna says, like, hey, uh, I they have a, I can have control of your body for, like, a minute or two after I say these words, and you're not going to remember anything, and mm-hmm. I promise not to kill anybody. It, it is a conditional um, agreement. Based, yeah. So the, do you think him professing his love and that he wants to be with her forever and he'll sacrifice everything, do you think that completed the pact and released her? I think what Matt's getting at is that Rika's not even gone. I, is Wasn't that what you were trying to say earlier? Um, Sort of. I think, I think Rika... As the child is gone, I think the love that he has with Rika is not, and that manifests as the curse, the special great curse spirit, and he can bring forth that power, is what I think. So I think the individual soul of Rika is gone. I do. Yeah, she said she was going off and to not hurry up, but that she'll be waiting for him. But I think the manifest curse spirit is still there. So you think he can still call up on that beast? I think he can call her up, yes. Ooh, I would love to see that. Okay. Because I think it was his dormant slash bloodline ability to be able to call forth this special grade spirit. Okay. I would like to, I don't know, in some way kind of elaborate on this because we got to see through the movie that Yuta, through Rika, was able to manifest like the Toge super 
speaker thing, the the megaphone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, if we were to take Rika out of the equation, do you think in the future, Utah would just be able to manifest that megaphone automatically? Like, do you think he just has the power to do so? And he just needed some kind of like talisman, not talisman, like some kind of totem, totem being like... The curse. He drew the curse mark on that megaphone, and the megaphone crumbled away because it was the sacrifice for using the curse. Mm. And even Gato made a comment about it. He was like, "Wow, he just used something that the entire clan took years to do, and he just did it in one word." Right. And Gato Gato called it the snake eyes and fangs. Mm-hmm. So to kind of reference this in something else, so they talk about it in. <clears throat> Demon Slayer, how there are branches off of the main elements. So do you think that he is essentially like a main pillar and then like the the curse speaking is a branch off of it? Yeah. Ooh, I could, yeah. I think he has the ability to tap into basically the that... branches off mm-hmm. of his pillar of um, curses. That'd be well, interesting. Okay. I, I think the word I was trying to look for earlier was catalyst so yes rika is his catalyst in order to bring forth some power that he doesn't know how to like just naturally tap into okay um that i mean you can see it because i would assume the healing is one point of Mm -hmm. the thing that she can do and then the obviously curse speaking is something that he wouldn't normally be able to do. That'd be interesting. That'd be really cool if he could, if he calls forth, if he calls her forth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, she is able to essentially help him bring other cursed techniques that he normally wouldn't be able to do. That'd be really cool. I think that'd be a really good and unique technique. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, so like, he did mention that it was not only that he had the power of a special grade curse, but he was also a special grade sorcerer. They I had th- him linked as that. I think that was because he was cursed with a special grade. Okay, that's, so you don't think that that's that was I, two that's separate I, things? That's what I took out of it. I The second time through when they made a point to make two separate points, like Rika, special grade curse, Yuta, special grade sorcerer. The fact that they separated the two, that's maybe. where I was like, wait a minute. Made that by the end of it, because I was thinking the same thing. Like, how could he still be so powerful without her anymore? And I was like, well, wait a minute. He's a special grade sorcerer. It still says that on his ID and everything. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, the only reservations I have on that is because they gave him that special grade title so early and nobody knew of his bloodline other than uh gojo at the very end like hey we're we're cousins or whatever we're family well, he he got told about it so the the people investigating would all know so everybody in the school lineage not lineage um hierarchy is gonna know right so now the question is did the hierarchy know that Utah was a special grade through bloodline or was this kind of just figured out accidentally? Um, I don't, I think it was figured out accidentally because they said they were doing research into it. And at the beginning they're like, we can't control what we don't know. I mean, that was their whole reservations is that they didn't really know anything about him other than the fact that he was a very dangerous curse. Well, Utah himself was nothing, but Rika was the dangerous curse. She was like the curse itself was the problem. And if they got rid of the the host, the host, thank you. The host. Yeah. Utah. Then all the problems would go away. Yeah. Cause then Rika would also be killed because the host died. 
which I, I enjoyed the kind of references they were making for the first season because where Gojo does his interrogation is the same place yep. where he's interrogating Ichidori. Ooh, is it? Yes. I, yeah. I, I did have a question about that because, like, I was totally on board with, with that being the exact same place where... Okay, just just to bring all of our viewers into place, Utah was in a solitary place where he wanted to just be alone forever. And episode one of season one, right? Is that the yeah. same scene? Something that like of? that, yeah. Um, where Yutadori and Gojo are interrogating. Well, Gojo's doing the interrogating part. <laughs> um, not each other. Gojo's doing the interrogating, and like it's like a like I guess like a safe room. Like there's bandaged up like areas. A prison and, room, sort of. Yeah. Um, I thought about that. I'm like, okay, well, at first thought, I thought that Utah put himself in that area, so like it was a separate area. And then Yutadori was brought there against his will because he was taken by Gojo. So they were both, I think they were both brought there. Uh-huh. Just Itadori was bound because they didn't know what Sukuna would do to the host. Okay. So they didn't know that Itadori was going to be able to basically control Sukuna, understandably, because nobody had ever been able to. Right. And well, so is this room like a cursed slash perfect sanctuary like where things can't like i think so i burst think out because there's all those like um anti-curse maybe uh there's like those uh what do they call like the little like pieces of paper with writing on them um, i want to say talisman i talisman. Talons, there's a lot of cords and um uh, those just markings that it make it seem like i don't think i think that room restricts all use of cursed energy like where what two people can just like be, well like traditional monks would throw out with paper with writing on it like yeah to help it's like a I traditional seals, talisman basically. seal yeah yeah this was like seals and cords yeah where i i don't think that i think that's a place where they brought because they imprisoned or um they they captured curses yep so i think that was a room that they that you would bring something they suspected had cursed energy to help suppress it Mm. That was that was my interpretation. I mean, I also like that they brought it right in the middle. I was like, oh, cool! Like this is reminds me. This gives me season one vibes. This is awesome. Right? Yeah, it was definitely season one vibes, and it, it was just really cool that they brought that back into it. And also the fact that they pretty much put him on the kill list immediately. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, again, season one vibes where um, Itadori was put his execution was put on hold until he was useless is pretty much what they what they told him and then i loved gojo where he's like if you make me pick between you guys and yuta i'm gonna pick yuta and then you just see right into his infinity eyes i was like oh fuck that's so awesome it, it was it was so cool to see that though yeah i think that would scare anybody yeah it i would w- not want to be on the other side of gojo that's for damn sure no it, it was insane just how menacing he can be even with how cool his eyes are mm-hmm. it, it was really cool did you guys notice that he was wearing his sunglasses though yep yep, yep. he threw that in uh at least one time during the movie and he was wearing a white bandit or a white uh blindfold instead of a black one i did not oh, know shit there was a difference wasn't yeah there? he was wearing the white bandana the uh, the white blindfold the entire movie and yep in and the it, seasons, he's wearing a black bandana. So I, somewhere I, along the way, right, he changed it. I like I like that little subtle differences like that. 
Now, my question is, did he change it because it does something? Or did he just want to wear a black one versus a white one? That'd be interesting. Maybe they'll let us know in the next arc. Probably not. Nah, probably not. <laughs> Speaking of arc, do you think they're going to turn this into a mini series like they're going to do with uh, Demon Slayer or something? Like a part no. one, part two? No. Or do you think it's going to be season so. one, movie, season two? I think it's going to be just, I think it's going to go right into season two. Because with Demon, unlike Jujutsu, Demon Slayer, the arc was literally the continuation of the manga. This is zero. So this is a prequel to the manga. Right. So that, But you also said it was canon to the manga. It is. So I'm, what I'm saying is, do you think, like what they'll do with Dragon Ball, do you think they'll break this movie into episodes to make it more canon? No, only, like I said, only because it's a zero and so it's a prequel, unlike your two references or well my reference and your reference those are all continuations of the ending of whatever season it was okay agreed yeah it was enough backstory to get you acclimated to the characters that are already in the seasons of jujutsu kaisen yep but it doesn't have to it would make no i don't think it would really make any sense to make a season off of it because you know it, it wouldn't be a really good transition you would have to do a the flashback future. yeah it'd be like a mini arc and it would yeah. be like a waste of time it would I be i think so and i don't think they're gonna movie. do that no yeah and i'm totally like i'm totally on board with you guys i'm i would much rather appreciate yep. that this movie just stays as a standalone yeah and everybody just agrees that this is canon because to those hardcore people that like if it's not an episode it's not canon no, no. <laughs> like i don't want i don't want that to be mainstream like i think movies can be canon the so the only for me, so coming from somebody who does read the manga, for it to be canon, it needs to be in the manga at some point. Whether it's... Oh, if you want to be more hardcore about it, yeah. I, I, but yeah, it needs to be a part of the manga. Whether it's kind of a side story thing. I'd, I'd take side stories. Um, but it needs to be a part of the manga. The creator, uh, whoever creates the manga, needs to make whatever they're doing a part of the manga in order for me to be considered a canon. Yep. And I'm talking about that. Like, it, I guess if you want to break it down, like true canon is going to be from the original source and today's, or I mean, in Jujutsu's original source is going to be the manga. So, so zero is part of the manga. So, it, cause if we don't do that, it just makes it to me, it makes it way more complicated to be like, well, what's real is a multiverse real. It's like, well, I mean, sort of, but then it's like, everything's canon at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, if the multiverse is real, then literally anything is real. Yeah. So at, at that point, because you could like Dragon Ball Z, for instance, when they go into the um, multiverse stuff, it's like, yeah, that's that's canon, right? I'm like, no, it's not a part of the main storyline. If it's not a part of the main storyline, I'm not going to consider it canon. Yeah, you follow so one yeah. very specific line, not yes. a branch, a very single line. So the way I kind of categorize it is is there's canons, there's fillers, yep. and then there's tangents. And tangents are different than fillers. They're literally just side stories. There's things that just happen along the way that mm -hmm. aren't meant to... To fill up space, they're just another separate adventure. Beach scenes. Beach scenes. <laughs> beach scenes are a very valid episode, and I was very disappointed that there was no beach scene in the Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> <laughs> 
But they talk about boobs, so they you, do. you get the same concept. I mean, it's very important. I mean, Toto decides if you're going to be a worthy fighter, not depending on your taste in women. Yep. Panda yep. knows if he's if uh, Yuta and Maki are going to be a good couple because he's like, you know what? I I do prefer bigger boobs, believe it or not. Well, Yuta, <laughs> Yuta said medium-sized. He's like, uh... No, he said bigger. Yeah, he said oh, bigger. He, well, he said bigger. bigger. It, was, it was the difference between big and small, and he said, I prefer them bigger. So mm-hmm. in the so manga, he, he says, like, uh, medium? Like, he's like, I, I don't know how to answer this question. Oh, okay, okay the, that, may, that may make a little bit of sense because, like, in the movie, Yuta did not specifically demand, or not demand, but, like, state that, like, I like big boobs. He said, I like them bigger. He, he wasn't like Ichidori where it's like, I like a girl with a big ass. I like a then... tall girl with a big ass. <laughs> like Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I love the direct shout out. Oh, yes. yeah. That, that was that was hilarious because it was very specific. So. There's a lot of fourth wall breaks in Jujutsu Kaisen, and I love the director for that. that I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to pull in viewership. Like, just I, I, yep. he didn't really do it so much in the movie, yep. um, which I was a little bit disappointed with um, because they made a really big effort of it in the series, like the the actual series. Oh yeah, there's like two episodes very specifically that they just like shouted. <laughs> they like did like five shoutouts. Like yep. I wonder the Rasengan or the Spirit Gun or the or, or the Bleach uh, Bankai. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they just shot it out. Like keep keep throwing them out. How did they get? The, I, there's got to be some licensing rules against that. There has to be. Like a I mean, trademark. it's just a name. So, I can't imagine. But he was directly referencing those things, like a Bankai or a Rasengan or a Spirit Gun. Like. But it's just an Easter egg thing. It, it'd be different if yeah. he, like, tried, or he, whoever, I don't know. It would be different if they, you like... Sung Ho Park, the director? Uh, the director or anybody else actually pull, pulled in images. Because images, now you're doing copyright, you're following those things. Names, yes are could be copyright but i don't think i've seen very few um anime manga references where they beyond the title of a of a show or um manga nothing is copyright Hmm. from what i've seen now it doesn't mean it's not true but i i haven't really taken a deep dive but as far as like a name of something it's just a name right so i mean maybe it maybe like dragon ball z is rich enough to copyright kamamiha and maybe that's why they didn't throw in no that. because um in reincarnated as a slime they Ooh, make, you're fucking right they make a joke Ooh, about doing a command yeah. that was and that was such a fucking awesome scene i love <laughs> that scene so much <laughs> so God, i love when they crossbreed things like mm-hmm. that so I th- but I think it brings in creative liberties to certain things like the jokes. Hey, am I going to be able to do a bankai? No. Like no, that's not how things work here. <laughs> so it just allows for creative liberties. As long as you're not trying to copy like trying to make the person into a bankai, then who cares if you bring up a reference? Yeah. Plus that might be uh Free advertisement? No. What's uh like? There's a. I was looking into legality stuff. Like, like you copyright take, infringement. Uh, well, you get creative where, liberties. Where you, you're allowed to take like ten seconds of a clip, and then you can throw it in something else, and that has a phrase. Well, like when when you see on on all the social media platforms where somebody will pull in, you know, a couple seconds from a show, and then kind of make a reference off of it, like just kind of string together a bunch of shows together. 
Why it's gonna look it up to make life easier. Yeah, there's there's a phrase that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, because you're you're um like YouTube, you can actually make clips. Never off mind, of, I don't I don't have internet. Oh oh, it's spotty. Keep going. Um, on YouTube, you can pull in clips from whoever you're subscribed off of to basically make references off of or kind of do promotional things. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't really dove into it, but I've seen it. I, I think it's just something we need to say fuck it to. Yeah. Um, so I guess I have a question for you guys. What was your... Also, we need to get a break going in. Yeah, fair, fair use. That's the thing I was looking at. Fair, oh, fair use, uh, copyright stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, but now that we've gone off on a tangent that really makes absolutely no sense, <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. Welcome back from our break. Uh, so I was listening to a couple other people talking about how Jujutsu Kaisen and Harry Potter have a lot of similarities. Now, where do you guys, seeing that you two are Harry Potter nerds, where do you guys want to go with this? We prefer the term Potterheads. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you can. That's kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> um, I, I would say I definitely agree with the uh, the white-haired supreme pro- uh, protagonist as uh, Gojo and Albus Dumbledore. I think there are some obvious... I mean, he's the world's most powerful wizard. Gojo is the most powerful Jujutsu sorcerer. Sorcerer, wizard, kind of the same. Pretty much. Um, so I, I definitely think there is a line that can be you know that can be crossed there and and that they share similarities what do you think matt but the main bad guy in both of them are not the same in the slightest one you know the main bad guy in harry potter couldn't get past the 17 year olds and <laughs> in utah is 16 in this movie but it's not well utah is part of the problem but also Utah or Gato is only 12 years younger than uh, Utah in this. Wait, so, Gato that's is 12 years younger than 12 years older than yeah. uh, Utah. Okay. I was so like, no, he's, he's really, definitely older. He's really not that much older. A four versus... year old fucking up the world. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a weird anime, but okay. <laughs> I can see it happening. Um, bringing out curses. I, I wish for a perfect Nazi world. That I, would say, be. I say Nazi because Gato wanted a pure sorcerer world. So no, he, yeah, he I guess. wanted a pure bread. It was definitely he he announced a genocide. He's like, I'm gonna kill yep. all these monkeys, these humans. Yep. These non-sorcerers. Exactly. Yep. And uh and they had to protect he's like, Will you protect them all? Will you protect the weak? Mm-hmm. No. That's mm-hmm. what Gato said no. Uh so yeah, I guess I can give you that one. And then Voldemort wanted to take over he wanted essentially the same thing, but he tried killing a 17 well baby and failed voldemort wanted a world of wizards yeah he wanted wizards to take over um the humans well technically that was more of goddamn muggles um oh man it was voldemort's or not voldemort it was dumbledore's grindelwald grindelwald technically wanted the um wizards to rule over the muggles and in he wanted them out of hiding he he really wanted them to rule as mm-hmm. well. Um, just in the in the letters that 
they had corresponded with. And then Voldemort wanted a pure wizarding race, essentially. He didn't want non-wizards or non-purebloods to be able to be wizards, which in turn would have also meant that they would have been ruling over everybody else, but they don't specifically say that. So that's just something you can infer through his actions. Damn. Do you think that, so Gato has like his, you know, henchmen of of curses, the, you know, yep. the ones that can think and, and have conversations that he has the most powerful ones. He's a collector of yeah, curses. He, so he has a uh, curse manipulation technique is his special ability. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I was wondering like where, cause he's definitely a sorcerer. He's a jujutsu yep. sorcerer. Yep. They, Why do the curses like him? So he can essentially catch them all with a pokeball. Kind <laughs> of. Yes. So he eats them <laughs> yeah. and then he basically creates a bond with them to be able to control them. And it, that is how he controls the uh, curse technique or the curse spirits. And except for in the main series, he does not actually eat any of them. He just persuades them to act on their own free will to do what he manipulates them to do how to act how he wants them to. Gotcha. Suck, 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 suck. Sorry, that was one of the scenes. When the, there's like, there's the, oh. there's the monkeys that give money and there's the monkeys that oh, take yeah, money yeah, yeah. and you are the whatever. The, 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 there's those who collect money and those who collect curses and you are the former. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then those little yellow fairy looking things are just yep. sucking them into death. Yeah, and they the suck, eat. suck, suck. Rips them apart. <laughs> Sorry, that one just stuck in my mind like this. It was, <laughs> was funny. Like, what are you talking about? It was about so funny to me. <laughs> curses are funny. Yes. Yeah, some of the lower level ones are kind of interesting. The ones that like aren't even categorized as class four, like I guess they're technically class five, I guess. Do you want change? Yeah. The they, ones that are like just barely holding on to their humanity. Exactly. Yep. But I mean I guess to kind of go back to Lance's question, I guess you can throw some stuff out here where it's kind of similar. They can both only like jujutsu sorcerers can see all the events happening and can see cursed spirits. <sighs> Same thing with wizards. I mean, it's kind of a stretch. Two boys and a girl for the, for the it's like a three, it's like a trio team for the most part. I mean, yeah, Utah's the added fourth, but you could tell that the initial demographic was supposed to be a three-man squad but there was no love interest between any of them like maki would not go obviously with the panda or with the Why they want some obviously. bestiality Be- no <laughs> no this is anime any anime anything can happen that's true but no no uh and especially when you know panda's trying to set yuta up with maki you knew that wasn't going to happen <laughs> and toga or Toge, excuse me. I don't know. He doesn't. I feel like not being able to speak to someone is going to be a real relationship killer. <laughs> Show me your <sighs> boobs. And then she's just like consistently open for the rest of her life. <laughs> or she goes and just like explodes because <laughs> she wants to show the insides of the boobs. <laughs> yeah, because he has to be really careful about what he says. Yeah, he can only say they can be very, very condiments specific. of rice balls or something like or ingredients of it, rice balls. Yes, yes, that's what it was. I was trying to think of that earlier. So I just don't see that three. And then even in the main series where Itadori, Megami, and um, 
Kusakage. I, I don't see any love triangle or love interest no, between the three least. of them. So um, real quick, now that you brought up Megumi. Yes. Um, when you had brought up Jujutsu Kaisen Zero yes. in the past, I don't remember if you said this specifically or if that's how I took this. Okay. I thought that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was going to be the precursor to Fushiguro. Megumi Fushiguro. Yeah, I definitely didn't bring that up. So. Okay, well, I don't know why I thought that, but like, it took me a good 15, 20 <laughs> minutes into this movie, and I did not connect the two. I'm like, okay, mainly because Megumi is a weird word to me, so I, yep. Fushiguro, Megumi Fushiguro didn't connect at the same time, so when we're talking about <clears throat> the main character... Um, I'm like, okay, so when's he's going to start learning this shadow art stuff? <laughs> oh, nothing up- upon these two are even connecting. And then it took me a second, like, oh, they don't even have the same first name. No. I'm like, oh, this is a completely different character. This is that guy that they were talking about is in season off. one, that he's off, he's the one character that's off doing his own thing. Yep. So, I don't ex- like I said, I don't exactly remember where it all started, but... It threw me through a loop for a second. I wanted to see some shadow stuff. Not with that being said, I'd like to see a little bit more backstory on Megumi. That would be pretty cool because it it, it kind of starts him with he. It starts him off like he's so badass, he's so experienced, uh-huh. but he's just a year one. Like he doesn't. He, know he's the first year exactly. Yeah, he's this strong. He's got so many shadow creatures, and yes. Three, four. He's four. got the dogs. The he's got that electric bird. He's so the, the so electric the, uh, bird. Yeah, he's got dog. The owl. He's got the wolves. And the wolves. Well, the, the wolves dog. are wolves are the dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got so the black he's and got white toads. Dog. He's got like the snake. I think. He's got Ooh, the elephant. The yeah, the toads. So the elephant, you can tell he. He gets... was his newest one. Yep. So they you made can... reference to that. So but... four. It's... Well, four of them, but like, yeah, I would like to know a little bit of precursor. Like, yes. how do you start? I just want to, I just want to know like a Jujutsu Megumi Zero. Could you imagine him like as a kid just trying to do shadow puppets, and then a dog just jumps out? <laughs> that would be <laughs> scared so the cool. shit out of him. Yeah, like I don't know what's going on. And then yeah, this got real really fast. <laughs> you know the nerdy part of me coming out like. Now, like we had mentioned earlier, that I was re-listening to all of season one. Mm-hmm. That hand style that he puts himself into with the two lower fingers and the two upper fingers, and then he like kind of grabs his thumb. I've been doing that at work a lot. <laughs> been trying to summon wolves yeah, at been, work. Yeah, I'm trying to summon some shadow dogs, <laughs> some some helpers. Yeah, I don't have enough. <laughs> I don't have enough curse energy in me to do so. It's like those videos where you see people like like instinct catching things and they're like, yeah. can I do the Spider-Man power? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> the video you're talking about. And just, and the caption's like trying it. Oh, I don't remember what the caption was, but it was like, do I have special powers? And like, no, I don't have special powers. I just got lucky. Yeah, it's, or the, um, when the first time, so just kind of go, have you watched when Gohan is teaching Videl how to use flight? Key. Key, yeah. So it's kind of like that where you it's like, oh, that doesn't seem too hard. Let me do that and let me attempt to try and get some key. Well, yeah, when, even in Dragon Ball, like trying to teach a human how to do so, like yep. all of a sudden they know how to do so. It takes <laughs> little, like half a day in their time. Yep. Which is like eight episodes in Dragon Ball Z time. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I actually watched, or I saw a thing where it was, so the Tournament of Power was... 38 minutes, uh-huh. and it was 43 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about my good old Dragon Ball Z. They're just moving so fast. <laughs> 
that they need to slow down time in order for everything to happen. Well, and to give them a little bit of a plus, like there's also many things happening at the exact same time. Yes. So in 38 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so many. Don't forget about the conversations in the stands. They have to have a whole episode for that. Yeah, too. and those are happening at the same time too. All very quickly. Yeah. They they can even talk very fast. Speed, oh, of, speed of sound. They should just make like a little mini episode of like everything from the stands and just fucking explosions going everywhere, <laughs> just zipping, 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 and then just. One episode is the entire tournament of power, and you're just like, well, it, it would have to be two because it's 38 minutes. 38 minutes, but like they can <laughs> they can fast forward through a little bit, maybe. But yeah, sure, two episodes, and like the entire arena is just a blur because nothing <laughs> you can you can't even see anything. And you just see mouse moving every just like the entire time because. That's actually one thing that I will say that I really like about new school anime like Jujutsu Kaisen is that you get the you get the fight in one episode and like it actually shows you what's going on. It's not like sparks of light everywhere. Oh kind yeah, of thing. yeah it, what it, Dragon Ball Z is very popular for mm. real real timing. Yeah, mm. yeah, real timing. Like just to bring us more in depth with the show. When Gojo is fighting Miguel, Miguel, thank you. Um, and there's like that, it's like two seconds long, and dude's like just slapping the fuck out of him, <laughs> and he's just sitting there doing like all these combos. And it's like, like you don't see that in today's anime, but I like kind of like that a lot. Like, thank you for showing you just slap the fuck out of him, go for it, <laughs> or not just like a thousand freaking punches in a row, exactly. Kind of thing. Like, like, it I, actually shows fight moves, like, yeah, it's like great. legit moves. I mean, maybe not legit moves. I mean, I can't claim that. But, but like, Gojo legit moves. Their moves, and it was combos, and dudes was just taking it, and, like, I thought I liked it. And they did it again in, like, season one of Jujutsu as well, but, like, mm-hmm. to see it brought up again. I like, think it was, like, episode two where he fights, like, uh, Sukuna or whatever, and Gojo is like, well, because I'm in front of my students, I'm going to show off. And, like, he just goes <laughs> badass. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, wow, he really, yeah, he's showing off right now. Well, it's kind of like um, Yu Hakusho, where before the boat scene, and Hiei and Yusuke have their fight, and it's like, I only saw 17 flashes. Oh, yeah. don't, don't feel bad, I only saw 11. Yeah. <laughs> and they're obviously way more. Yes. And it's, then Yusuke fucking catches his blade with his fingertips. So it's basically like that. So it's we're watching them go at super supersonic speed and it's like oh well that's i only saw a few things but okay <laughs> yeah but just to kind of get back to this you guys want to well, go over I'm, your favorite fight scenes well i was gonna ask are we off on our tangent now is that what's going on <laughs> okay tangent's done okay uh, we, we we went from harry <laughs> potter to a whole bunch of other things yes to comparisons of fights <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well i guess uh speaking of fights you, you can you can re-ask your Ooh. question uh, so what, what? Yeah. Um, so what are your guys' favorite fight scenes, or I guess scenes in general from the Jujutsu Kaisen movie? You know what's fucked up about this? I knew this question was going to come, and <laughs> so many things happened at once. Can I play the asshole role and go last? Sure. I, I think I know. Okay. So there's because there's there's only like a handful of good things, but like it kind of has to. Yeah, just go. So so I have a favorite scene within a fight, and it's the during Miguel and Gojo fight, and Gojo just obliterates that giant towering uh, cursed spirit in an instant, and then just gets right back into the fight. I thought that was hilarious and awesome at the same time because mm-hmm. just like I can't deal with you. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just giant hole. Fuck off. It was like a giant right. red blast. It was awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. So I definitely like it. It added comedic relief, and then on top of you get to see that Gojo basically really isn't trying all that hard against Miguel. Yeah, which just begs the question of like. Why isn't Kojo just, like, suppressing this guy? Gito basically explains it. So it kind of proves how fucked up Gojo is because he was like, you just brought these people here to help bring out um, Yuta's ultimate ability or ultimate power, didn't you? And Gojo's like, eh, I had faith that you weren't going to kill the children. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, So it just kind of proves how fucked up Gojo is. He's willing to put a lot on risk. Like. A lot on risk. A lot on risk, and he's just ready to push those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and he's kind of just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. Because if all the kids would have died, he'd just been like, okay, well, I guess I have to fuck up Gito then. Like, that's what it would have been. That mm-hmm. or I learned a lesson today. It's like, oh, I guess I was wrong. Weird. Okay, that never happens. Well, <laughs> The thing is, when Miguel goes to fight Gojo, he's like, oh, yeah, I can take him. Like, like it was going to be a fair fight or something. I, it got me thinking. I'm like, wow, maybe this Miguel guy is, like, really good. And sure, he might have been really good, but he was nowhere close to Gojo's level. Well, I mean, I understand his confidence because he made mention that, like, there was, like, what, generations of curse energy going into that rope itself. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course... That weapon is going to be super ass powerful. And then Gojo is just like, eh, it's chipping away at it. It's, mm-hmm. it's there. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so I took that as he, because he had what, seven, was it seven minutes that he had to stall him for? Ooh, something like that. Ooh, uh, there yeah. was, there was a time frame. But yeah, so it was, it was a short time frame. And he was really and willing to risk his life. Yep. So I took it as he was strong enough to be able to prevent him from doing anything for we'll see, we'll just say seven minutes i don't remember exactly how long it was but just that short period of time he could stall that's what i took it as and that's kind of power all on its own because i mean sukuna couldn't even stand what minutes against uh or a minute against because gojo gojo, gojo would have gone a hundred percent as soon as sukuna appeared versus miguel where Gojo is going to be kind of hesitant because he doesn't know how strong he actually is. Because Gojo basically likes to toy with everybody. Oh, absolutely. He Everything is a game to him. Yes. But it, a game that he knows he can win. Yes. So that that's why I think it's that part. Because he's like, let me see how strong you actually are. And so he puts just enough power into everything to win without... Putting extra effort into it, if that makes sense. Like Goku vibes. Yeah. Um, Let me get you at your strongest. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said Goku because I've been waiting to like <laughs> jump in on this because I'm I'm almost done with the Dragon Ball Z series. Nice. And r- where I'm at right now is Kid Buu versus Vegeta. Great okay. series. And Vegeta has to let Goku charge up for a minute and all Vegeta has to do is survive. And Vegeta's get his fucking ass handed to him. <laughs> so you guys are talking about time limits and just stalling. And I'm thinking, like, Vegeta's out there being a bitch and just <laughs> taking... I mean, obviously, we know that he lasted longer than a minute. But, you know, it's just... I just wanted to throw that mm-hmm. why, why you gotta out there. Throw shade at Vegeta like that, damn. Well, he admitted. <laughs> yeah, he no, to, he's to an episode he, earlier. He, he admitted Super that, Saiyan three that Goku <laughs> was much stronger than him, and he couldn't do it, and he was willing to sacrifice himself. 
to the brink. Uh, he didn't want to officially sacrifice himself, but he was willing to Well, he already stall. done that once. Right. He said, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm already dead. So if he died, if he died, died, then whatever. Yeah, he couldn't get revived again. Right. Yeah, but no, I know what you're saying, and it's you know Vegeta is still better. But anyway, oh yeah. Um, what did you think about uh, Panda's fight against Gato? Oh, I love that when he brought out his brother's uh, mm-hmm. other spirit. Yeah, and it was like like to us viewers who of who have already seen season one that we can already connect the points. Like you just boom, there's this, like this overpowered Panda. Like we know that that's his brother's spirit. And like, Boom, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And it was really awesome to re-see how powerful his Gorilla Panda is. Exactly. Yeah. I love the Gorilla Panda mode. I mean, that's just... I really want to get to see um, the other one, the sister. The sister version? Yeah, yeah, because in the series, she's the first one that's shot dead. Yep. And then we don't get to see that in season one. And then the precursor, Jujutsu's Kaisen Zero, we don't get to see it either. So, like, mm-hmm. well, I'm trying to remember what was she exactly again? I don't she think is... that was even explained. No, no, they definitely show her. Um, he's the panda. She, he's the, the brothers, the gorilla, and she is. Oh my gosh, I can. I'm just gonna have to. The piglet. No. <sighs> no. All right. Quick Google search. Triceratops, rhino hybrid. What? What? Um, balance type panda, power type gorilla. And a third core triceratops or rhino hybrid for fucking real. That's what it says. That sounds way more powerful than a fucking gorilla. Oh, when they um show the picture, it's just a light. It's just a green light. Yeah, it's a green green light. And it says that she's the passive one or something. How is a triceratops passive? <laughs> I don't know. A rhino. Triceratops a or giant rhino? fucking dinosaur sounds way more powerful than a gorilla. But a rhino. I don't know. Rhinos are omnivores, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say triceratops or rhinoceros? Or rhinoceros. They don't know. Those it's are, a horn Those are beast. two completely different animals. I, I, I feel I, like it's going to be a rhino. I, the only thing that makes sense I is would a imagine panda, a rhino. gorilla, and a rhino. Yeah, I would imagine in Japanese lore, rhino would come way before a fucking triceratops. <laughs> 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 yeah, just see panda just fucking sprout some fucking horns and just fucking. I want to see the big head. I want to see a big t- uh-huh. triceratops head. Ah, okay. Wreck. <laughs> All right. That, yeah. That, so you see him go into the. You, so you okay, see, season two. I want to see some god. Okay, you, rhino. You I'm, you I'm, I'm cool with rhino. rhino. You, I'm cool you, with rhino. You won't even see that. I promise. Oh, Matt, you ruined it. That's fine. Okay, season three. I want to. S- <laughs> so that that core is like dead. Oh dead. yeah, because it got shot dead. Like I no, it I think got it, suppressed. It I, I think dead. it can um, get revived no, he, as he long was, as one comes back. As long as one is alive, the other two can come back. Yeah, I would go with that one mm-hmm. because they're all they're basically three cores within one mm-hmm. throughout his body. Yep. Yeah. So he's just gonna need some time to recover at this point. Yeah, uh, and I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. So. We got to see Gorilla Panda just wreck ham, but get distracted and just wailed on that one moment of he looked over and saw Maki on the ground. And he's like, oh, no, wrong decision. Because Gato just wrecked into him. Mm-hmm. They went uh, full pan- uh, Gorilla Panda mode. What's his name? Uh, Toge, he got one curse word off on him, and I, I thought that suppress. was going to be... Was it suppress? Oh. Uh, crumble? 
Um, Something to like go into. Oh man, dude, I was totally thinking. Go about underground. No, no, it was literally one word. What yeah. is yeah, one word? It was like it, yeah. I thought it was it, crumble. It, no, it was it was similar. It was similar to crumble. Similar to compress. Similar. So he said, "Get twisted mm-hmm. um, and get, get crushed. crushed for the the." No, no, it was twist, get crushed, explode. Yep. But what did that he was say? All, that what was did all he say? Was Vado. Quick Google search. Uh, crumble away. Crumble away. Yeah. I'm literally watching the the sim, the short video of it too. Crumble away. That doesn't even sound similar, familiar. Uh, that's what it says. Is that the Jap- Is that Japanese by chance? I, I don't fucking know. No. English. Hmm. Crumble away. Flattened. And one, wait, sorry, what, what exactly is he saying that? Against Gito. Against Gato, yeah. Gato, Gato. Gato. They're fighting, and then he's like, and he like literally sends him underground. And then his head gets kind of crushed. Mm. And then he comes out with all those like centipede things. Yeah, those red-headed centipedes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, Claim it. Well, so I brought up that uh, Toge got one curse word off, and it was crumble away, and how it was supposed to be a really powerful curse but like gato is gato shrugged it off like it was nothing yeah he kind of you saw him get a little bit crushed and then he just comes out with like all the cursed spirits that he has and acted like he really didn't do anything to him so it's kind of interesting yeah he's somehow resistant to curse speech because he didn't die when uh yata said die to all those things i just think he's too strong you think he's just way too overpowered oh fuck yeah yeah, yeah. I think I think he is. He can. Yeah, but at the same time, Utah Utah also very specifically said there's such a wide range, and he couldn't very specifically target anything. So like maybe all the weak spirits were able to be affected. In contrast with how powerful he was to begin with, so he can destroy a grade one curse because he kills off the one at the mall. Mm-hmm. But I just think that uh, Gato is so much stronger than Toge that it affects him, but it's kind of like a scratch. Like mm-hmm. just their power curse technique differences are that drastic. Right. And the only reason it worked to begin with is because Toge was not even prepared to be Gato was not prepared. That Gato was not even prepared to be like uh challenged. Like he yep. thought that he was already on top. Like yep. he didn't have competition. Yep. And then he's surprised that Utah was able to surpass his expectations. Basically, like even it almost be like if a a child like hit an adult where it wouldn't hurt, but it just surprise you where you'd kind of react to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it hurt a little bit more than I thought it would. Yeah, it didn't hurt, but it was just like, oh, I mean, I guess I kind of felt that. That was interesting. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you think that the power gap is that far? Yes, yeah. because okay. yeah, because at the same time. Gato was also at the same time, like, he did make comments to himself, like, yeah, that was a lot more powerful than I thought it was going to be, or, like, he made minor comments. But he was definitely not injured. No, yeah. Yeah. Like, he was calm enough to be, like... Well, until the end. To brush it off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm kind of running out of things to continue on with. You guys got anything else? 
Um, I would give this movie a solid like eight or nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it. Would definitely watch it again. I've watched it. I've listened to it. I would definitely rewatch it to see what little small details I would I, I can pick up on now. Also, for um, viewers watching it and listening to it, were two separate times. Not yes, <laughs> yes. So I watched it once, and then there was another time where I literally just listened to it. I didn't watch anything. I just had it on on my phone, yeah. had my headphones in, and just listening to everything because I think that's also a kind of a different experience to anime in general of okay. just hearing what's going on and using basically my mind's memory of what I'd seen before as to kind of fill in the gaps. But um, it's a, it's an interesting experience, and you gotta you gotta pay more attention to the dialogue that way. So I highly recommend it. Uh, will everyone enjoy it? Probably not. <laughs> but um, it's it's certainly a in another way to be a part of anime. I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, I hundred percent agree. Because uh, I also listened to it after I watched it. But the only small little curveball I want to throw into this is. They did throw a quick little scene about Nanami. The he was a like a teacher kind of guy, like the guy who went into overtime mode. Yep. And the businessman. Yep, the businessman. Who, oh yeah, yeah. Who kind of uh quit quit the Jujutsu school and quit being like a worker guy. Like he was kind of in between. Whatever. The only thing I want to bring back into Nanami is in the movie, just like he did in season one, he wrapped his tie around his fist. And it makes me wonder, is his tie a cursed weapon? It also has the same splotches that his dull blade has. So I think he um, pulls cursed energy into his tie. Okay, because his tie is clearly connected to whatever yes. this technique is because mm-hmm. he's done it twice now. So I, I think his... Almost um, as a calling card, too. Kind of, yeah. I think his um, blade is a part of his cursed technique. And I think what he does is during the day when he's not... Um, working overtime? <laughs> yes, not working overtime, but when he's just not really attacking any cursed uh take or when he's not attacking any uh cursed spirits he just kind of pulls his cursed energy into his tie and kind of gives it like a a a focal yeah kind of gives it a focal point Mm -hmm. so then he doesn't need to it's almost his secondary attack so if he needs to attack a lot of cursed spirits at once he can just pull his tie off and use that as his curse technique. So then when he needs to fight a more powerful curse spirit, he can pull everything from himself into his blade. Yep. I can go with that. I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I guess the other thing I wanted to bring up was the post credit scene because we see Utah with Miguel. And they're sitting at like a table as if they're buddies. Yep. Which is very fucking weird because during this whole war scene, Miguel is part of Gato's party. Yep. So something has to happen within this year length transition. Whatever. There's something. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever. Something happens. And we see Gojo show up and like, hey, Yuta, we need your help again, basically. I'm just expecting a lot of Yuta to come out of season two if the post credit scene of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie is kind of more of like today's standard. Where it's um, bringing forth... today's date, not standard. (laughs) So what you're saying is like post credit scenes usually 
will foreshadow upcoming events. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, exactly. With that exact scene, Utah should make an appearance. I mean, I'm only saying, I would like to state the obvious that would come to my mind. Utah should be a very important character in season two of yes. Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. And, I mean, Miguel, he's kind of like a side character there. I mean, he's, he's questionable, but, like, I can't see him being super important. Okay. He's going to be important enough, like, well, but whatever. But I do expect Yuta to make an appearance and be very important in season two. It doesn't have to be the first half of season two, but definitely the second half. And the cliffhanger for sure involves Yuta. So it, whatever, it's, it's the second half needs to be Yuta strong. That's all I'm getting at, I guess. I definitely they're going to bring him in because... I remember watching the second half of uh, season one, and they kind of bring in Yuta a little bit, but it, yeah, they, they still leave him as a mystery. Tiny you know, little sprinkles, yep. You know, he's off fighting his own things and um, powerful in his own way, and definitely not part of the tournament for some reason. <laughs> but um, well, he's out doing stuff. Yeah. So he there's definitely I think season two is definitely going to bring him in and you know make him join part of the crew now. Now that you know, there's a movie out about him. They're going to bring him into the show. I, I think that's an absolute. I hope they bring Miguel in as a more of, like, mercenary kind of character. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. It all depends on what he's doing. I think that would be a really cool character development for him. Because I could tell that he was really powerful and someone to be known. Okay. Yep. And I want to I definitely do, I would love to see more Miguel. I mean, especially if he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, Gojo for a little bit. I mean... Anyone who could stand their ground against Gojo is a pretty important character. I mean, Gojo was clearly giving him some slack, but at the same time, anybody who straight up fights at Gojo and lives... How about that? Mm -hmm. how, how about we put it that way? Well, he so he's got some importance. He only had one eye shown, so that means he was probably only using half of his power or less. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. So just kind of throwing that out there. Um, I will say I'm looking forward to a continuation of the ending of season one of the manga. Let's put it that way, as compared to what the teaser for the post-credit scenes of Jujutsu. Like, I feel like that will be better than anything that they would have brought up as a part of season two for the post-credit scenes. That makes sense? Whoa. Okay, you lost me a little bit. So are you saying you don't see a connection between the end of season one Jujutsu Kaisen and the end of season or the movie? Like... Yes. That's, uh, you, without, think a, without, you think it's a stretch? Yes. Okay. With, without... Giving too much away, the post credit scenes and season two have I can't say nothing to do with them with each other, but they don't correlate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, I definitely agree that they don't correlate. But like, and, it's obvious that they have to eventually. But like, and what's going to happen in season two is going to be better than anything you can think of as far as how they would make the post credit scenes um correlate like how they would make it correlate is going to be far worse than what's actually going to happen in season two okay or do you think maybe this movie came out before season two or season yeah sorry a little bit of weird ass accent came <laughs> do you think this movie came out before season two came out because of the manga no 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 because the ending of season two is gonna bring in utah 
and they would like us to know a little bit of pre-story about you that and then season three is going to be everything that we are presuming now i mean i could see um a like a part two of the movie i can't think of a better way to say it than part two like a second movie is literally just a all right what's yuta been doing Right. Since Itadori was taken over, well, not taken over, but bo- yeah, there's a year gap. Uh, yeah, since Itadori became the Sukuna vessel, mm-hmm. and what happens in season two? That'd be interesting because then it doesn't necessarily need to be canon per se, as in our previous discussion where it happens in the manga, but it would be almost a side story kind of thing. Like um, like a parallel story. A parallel story. I was kind of thinking of um, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, where I was like, yes, these are the people that you know about, but here's some backstory that aren't to the main story, but here's some extra information that's cool to know. Right. So <clears throat> I could go, I, I'd be awesome. That'd be really cool if they did something like that. So Give me something. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point... And just want more of anything, really. Yes. Um, more Jujutsu Kaisen is always welcome. <laughs> as our listeners know from our Jujutsu Kaisen episode, this is probably one of my top animes. Mm-hmm. I can't say top five because it's kind of fluid, but just definitely I could rewatch Jujutsu Kaisen over and over again. Like if Not um, only that, but like... Every time that you would watch it, you'd learn something extra. Yes. Like something that you missed out on because I, like, just as we were talking earlier, like, I re-listened to it and I picked up on a handful of more things that I'd completely missed on the first run through. Yep. So this is definitely one of my my favorite anime oh, in, in general. So everything I can learn and all the extra stuff I can get, I'm 100% going to be all for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, But just to kind of give my um, grade on this, I'd probably say it's an 8. Like it's good. Storyline is really good. It's really thought out. Um, beginning, middle, end, there's a good arc to it. There's a lot of explanations on why things happen. And for somebody, if they wanted to nitpick, you could be like, well, how do they know how to do cursed energy? Like, how do they know how to use cursed energy? But as far as a movie's concerned, that's not information that you're going to get. So I I thought it was really good. It's definitely a top anime movie um no no real complaints as far as the movie is concerned mm. and, and in general or in whole as far as the movie is concerned i thought it was really good from the beginning to the end i would agree for the most part i would give it like a seven and a half slash eight okay and the only thing that would fluctuate me a little bit is the final fight scene okay. with uh rika versus toge gito rika versus gato and that's because as soon as Rika is summoned, like Rika summons up this like super hyper beam and then Gato like makes up this like spirit bomb of uh, <laughs> cursed spirit and they yep. like blast at each other and like things just explode. Like a lot of beautiful colors come up and things happen, but like choreography of fight was non-existent. So like it happened and it didn't happen. It was kind of like one of those moments where like Broly was too powerful and they just needed to kill him <laughs> off immediately. 
and like they just need to come up with some bullshit reason, and okay. that's why Rika came up with super hyper beam and then, <laughs> special beam cannon. Okay, yeah, and just it would. I was not very satisfied with the final fight scene. Anticlimactic. Yeah, it was very anticlimactic. Okay, I can give you that one. Yeah. Um, I thought visually it was just very good. Visually, it was awesome. Yeah, but there's a lot of colors. After you, yeah, it was very. <laughs> so yeah, it was very colorful. It was very beautiful, and I'm totally on board with it. But like at the same time, I needed more action. Okay. Yeah, there, there was a lot of story buildup, um, backstories. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Uh, Alec, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think we, we covered about everything. Do you want to uh, review the differences with uh, the manga? Yeah, we can uh, go into those manga mentions. Nani? Um, so for our listeners, there is, as we talked about earlier, a manga to the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Um, it's episode zero or excuse me, it is book zero. So for anybody that wants to buy it, as I had mentioned earlier, it's upstairs in my bookshelf with all the other Jujutsu Kaisen books that I have, which I'm almost caught up on. I think I'm a little bit behind on on the uh, the mangas as far as physical copies of them are concerned. Oh, I thought you were gonna like try to sell them. Like, I also yeah, no, no, no. They're, the they're upstairs and they're five hundred dollars a piece. No, they they are mine and I am keeping them. <laughs> um. <laughs> I thought you're trying to start promoting them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, for anybody who is wanting to read it, it's about 200 pages. So I mean, I mean, it's kind of long, but not really. It's, it's four chapters broken into a, a single book, so it's not anything too crazy. It's like it's it's about 200 pages just to break it down. Um, I have literally just a couple things that are different and. They are all in the end of the movie. Oh, wow. So Lance, okay. one of your favorite parts where you get to see all the characters from the other high school. Yeah, they they aren't in the manga. <gasps> no. no. <laughs> Toto doesn't show up. Toto doesn't show up. Nope. No. Yeah, Toto okay. or any of the other characters from the other high school are not there. So okay. there's no mention of Takata. No, nothing. And her showing up at 8 p.m. <laughs> they made specific reference. Yes. No. Oh, plus, we should also throw out there it was like Christmas Eve that all the shit went down on, too. Yes. No, nothing. Nothing along those lines. So, sorry to disappoint you there. So, who does fight that in the, in the manga? It's just not there. It's not there. The whole so, fight scene with the demons is not yeah, there. Yeah, the whole thing at the end is curses. not there. <gasps> I mean, with the curses, is not yes, there. That whole section of fighting is not there. So it, it just keeps going back and forth between, well, not even, but really back and forth. It goes from Gojo and Miguel fighting to Yuta and Gato fighting, and that's it. Like, there's no constant back and forth between the two of them. To, to be fair, they were only in that one scene, and then that was it. Yes. It yeah, was it, literally just a, like, Like hey, two minutes. Remember us. Mm-hmm. We're important-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I like big butts too. So, <laughs> let me get back to Takata. Tall and, women with big butts. Tall, ex, yes, excuse me. He likes tall women with big butts exclusively. <laughs> uh, so, so that's not in. Okay, so that part's not in there. What, what else do you say? What at the end wasn't in there? Um, basically, 
like half of the Miguel and Gojo fight isn't in there. Oh shit, that was already short as it was. It it was actually kind of long compared to the manga. Really? Yeah. Did it go into any history about like the the rope cords? Or yeah. Anything? So that that specific conversation happens. Okay. Did he grab the electrical wires? No. And like try to throw it at him. Okay. No. no. I thought that was pretty creative. I thought. I, like it, that. I, I mean, it's visually cool, but visually as far cool, as yeah. manga is concerned, like it's kind of like yeah, it. Yeah. It, how do you how do you add, how do you draw that out to be <laughs> sparky? Take, yeah, take the time to make that. Like, yeah. Why did you? Why did you? And that. It's a waste of time. And let's be completely honest, it goes almost against how Gojo fights because he uses all his uh, martial arts techniques mm. and then he uses his infinity techniques. So he just uses his jujutsu and then just fights and then punches people. Like, that's the only thing he does, really. Yeah, he's got the perfect defense because... He has the infinity between one inch and two inches between him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you can just slap the shit out of someone until they pass out. And yeah, kind of. So, yeah, he can either punch people or just use uh, cursed energy. So, he, what does he need? Or they can do the purple blast thing. The purple... The violet blast, according to the manga. Yes. Oh, violet... Vi- uh, violet. violet, yes, 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 yes. Or I was gonna say the purple Big Bang attack, but yes. purple Big Bang, <laughs> I like that. Or Big Bang attack, because technically a lot of Vegeta's attacks are purple. Ooh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so then Nanami fight that doesn't happen either. Nanami doesn't show up at all. No, he's not there. Just okay. So the movie just throws a couple of mages towards some yeah. OG, OG characters from season one. Yep, exactly. And then the only other thing is. The post-credit scenes aren't in the manga either. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. But that could just be references to future things, like a future movie, Oh, I as mean, Lance has said earlier. It's which... 100% foreshadowing to something. Because you don't absolutely. throw... You cannot throw a post-credit scene in, at the end of the movie without foreshadowing something promising in the future. Yep. Um, other than that, that's it. So it's very... It's pretty much exact. Yeah, it's 200 pages, and the movie was 145. I think it was like 144 in some seconds. So, yeah. yeah. I think Crunchyroll... I think my phone rounded up to 145 minutes of... Of movie. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Obviously, movies out on Crunchyroll, watch it for free. Yep. Well, your subscription, but yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe maybe some ads. Yes. Maybe, if, I don't if know. If you're for free. So, yeah, it, it was really good. I enjoyed, I loved, I think I watched, or I read the manga in, in like, I don't know, less than an hour. Damn. Wow. 200 pages in less than an hour? Yeah. There's no way. Oh, you told me it was 200 pages. I'm like, damn, that's going to take you a whole day. No, 200 pages. Like, because you have to think it's a lot of fighting. In You're just trying like picture booking it. <laughs> just kind of just going through. It was good. It was really good. Just finger flipping it. Okay. Yeah, this isn't like a textbook. A 200 pages takes no. you like a fucking year to read. It's not My Hero Academia trying to explain, or you Dr. know, Dr. Stone. Yeah. How. Um, I was expecting you to say at least like five hours. Theory of relativity is going. No, no, it's not that insane. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's, uh, well, good for our li- listeners to know as well because yeah. now they know that it's, it, it'll be like a, you know, I have a break on a weekend. What do I want to do? Read Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Yeah, yes. maybe maybe two hours, but I Just, was also on the beach drunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all good. So, yeah, it, it was 
really short. Oh, let me phrase that. The differences were basically non-existent until the end. So it was very nice. It was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just a couple sprinkles that the movie threw in. That's pretty much it. Yep. Um, that's nice. But that's it. So, Lance, you want to close this out? Yep. So that's another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have listened to us to this far, that means you like us. Please give us a five-star rating. We need to grow our community. And if you like us enough, please find us on YouTube because we have a short series called Anime Lounge Short Flights. Currently, we are covering Chainsaw Man and Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. So go on to YouTube and find our stuff where we talk about each individual episode where we break down our reactions. And that pretty much breaks us down. Thank you for watching and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.